Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. I've been to a lot of clubs and um, I've been offered a few places and every school holidays I'd go to a different place, a different place and um, I remember that, you know Man City was was one of the obviously one of the last ones that I visited and um, I just felt it. I just felt like um, they didn't oversell it. They didn't try and say, "Oh, this is the best place for you." They didn't say. It just had a lovely feel. I think um, Terry Darracott was the guy in charge then at the time, and uh, you know, it just it just seemed right. Me and my dad, they didn't, you know, they just treated you right. Nothing. But I've been to other clubs where they start, you know, throwing things at you and this and that, and it was just very straight down the line. I just felt I looked at the I looked at the amount of players that have got a chance and come through at City, and it was. Fantastic record, so you know I, I decided to go go with it, and you know it was uh, it was great ever since I you know, went in. I mean they offered me like uh, a six year contract when I was fourteen. I mean there's no money then mentioned, but it was just a matter of you being in the club that amount of time. You know two YTS and two pro, and it wasn't about that. It was just great thinking. Well, I know I'm going to be, and it gives you a, a chance to be there, at, you know, for a length of time to, to prove yourself. And I mean. When you you captained the youth team and you were you were kind of getting involved in the in the first team in pre-season in '95. So what what do you remember at that time? I think I just had a good year for the youth team. You know, I'd I played up front and then dropping into midfield a little bit. And I just we had such a good year and we did well in the youth cup and managed to score a few goals and just great at Platt Lane there on the pitch on the corner and it used to be a big day Saturday morning. And it was it was it was just a, you know it was. Um, it was a great place. I think uh, there was a lot of change in managers. I first went in under Peter Reid, and then it, it changed quite quickly. And um, the start of the next season, it was um, Alan Ball had taken over. Neil McNabb was the coach. It was it Terry Darricott, uh Sorry, Terry Farrell, not Terry Darricott At the start, was the uh, the guy who was high, you know looking after for young talent. And then Terry Darricott was the youth team coach. And Terry was great with me. You know, he brought me through, and you know, and he did great for me. And then he, he went Neil McNabb come in and straight away he pushed me very quickly Neil and um, you know he just tell me where where I was going wrong and where I needed to be and he, he pushed me quite hard to Alan Ball and uh, the first team didn't start so well and I sort of skipped the reserve never really played a reserve game and uh, I managed found myself on the bench at QPR from from nowhere so it was that's where it all started. I was going to ask you do you, um, do you remember your debut obviously um, <laughs> yeah. sent off for uh, for shirt pulling in the end. Yeah, just I went on. I was there ten minutes. I, you know, I was running around trying hard as you do when you're 17, and you're thinking, you know, we were two 0 down. I think it was, and um, Andy Impey just ran past me, so I just tugged his shirt. She was heading towards goal, and the ref thought I was the sort of last man. But Alan Kearney, I remember clearly, was there. But you know, those days you, you get sent off. There was no replay, and uh, I remember being on ten minutes for pulling someone's shirt and getting a red card. She was last man, and it was. Uh, you know, from the highest moment to the lowest, very, very quickly in your career, and uh, I think I think that 
held me in good stead for my career really you know it's uh, it's uh, it's taught, it taught you the highs and lows quite quickly of football and uh, you managed to take it in your stride from then on and obviously that season didn't go well for City on the pitch it ended in, in relegation as a, as a young lad just breaking into the team how is it how, how, how do you deal with that sort of thing I think you just look and think how would your career have gone if you had stayed up you know would it have been better I think it didn't knock us I mean it, it took me a while to get back to the Premier League so it was um, you know it definitely hinders you but I think I think it just teaches you to be you know you know headstrong and it teaches you the game I think it's a lot more than just going training and um, you know a few skills and a few a few bits in this and look good but I think it's uh, football is very mental get week in week out and to, and to do it year on year out and I think it's um, you know you need to be at the races all the time is it difficult to kind of settle under so many managers? I mean, there were six managers in, in a calendar year. Is, is it hard to kind of find your feet? I mean, not. Well, so I learnt very quickly, didn't I? So it was, um, to come to 21 leaving City, I think I'd had 10 managers. So I think um, from a career now, I'm probably 26. So I think when a new one comes in, people are very similar. They just slightly tweak it. So, uh, you know, you think... you. I think what it has, I think I can read, read situations very quickly now and I read how, how and where how things are heading and, and what, what people require. I want to talk to you now about 98-99, that season in the second division. Obviously City had been relegated again from the first division. What, how were you feeling at the start of that season? Well, I think it, it, was, it was a strange one really because I think I'd, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I'd done... Done okay the season before. Um, I don't know if I got Player of the Year, and then in in the, the old first Championship. And then I think um, we were, we were in the Championship again next year, struggling, not doing so great. And um, Joe Royal came in, and um, he managed. We got relegated. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was just a strange, strange situation that we managed to find ourselves. In League One or the old Second Division, at such a massive club, and I think um, start of pre-season away we went, and Joe Royal yet again brought in you know five or six, seven players, and I found myself not really even involved. Being a young lad from playing Premier League, it was a bit of a shock to the system, and I think um, it was you know it was difficult not starting the season. I just remember Joe Royal pulling me in, um, and his mate was manager of Hull, who were League Two at the time, League. Well, Division Three at the time, and he said, "Oh, you're going to Hull. You're going to Hull." Pulled me in his office. Said, no, "You're not being played." I said, "Well, no. I want. Why am I not playing here?" He said, "Well, they're doing a better job, and uh, I want them to play." And he said, "I want you to go to Hull." At that point, I looked at it and I thought it was a big turning point in my career actually. And I said, "I'm not going to Hull. I'm going to stay here." And, um, and you just wonder where your career would have went if you'd have gone at the situation then and gone for it. Um, I stuck to my guns and then the team had never won and um, come November, December because I'd, you know, the fans, I got on great with the fans then, I'd been doing well, there was a pressure for him to put me back in and I think we uh, we come back in and we, well, I think we were almost unbeaten were we or one unbeaten to the end of the season so it worked well that I, I come back in and, and we had a successful time and um, you just knew we were going to the playoffs once, it, uh, once we got on a roll and I think... Um, it took a little while from the start. I think I played in a cup game against Darlington and managed to, 
to score one of my better goals or well, one of my only goals. I wanted to ask about that. I mean, do you still remember it? I do because I'm from Hartlepool, so to score against Darley at any point, you know, it's um, it's always a classic. But you know, I remember just mazing through and managed to somehow. I think it was in the FA Cup. I think in. Um, was it the FA? Yeah, it was. But it was obviously the first round, so it would have been November, December, November. So obviously I was only probably getting a game because it was the cup, and I, I done well, and you know I found myself back in the team. But it was a, it was a very strange season. I mean, we, we went to Wrexham, we were still only twelfth at this point, and um, it was Boxing Day, and I think um, I was struggling with a heavy cold. I was dying. So was Terry Cook. Actually, we were really, really struggling, and. Um, we managed to hang in there, and I think I don't know if I'd crossed it. And Cookie scored that day, and we were terrible. We were, but we managed to nick it one nil. But um, it was a strange because only only years later did I find out that Joe Royal was going to be sacked after the end of that game. And uh, you know, I found out that it looked like he was, you know the board were going to sack him, but we we nicked through. And um, you know the. Um, and the rest was history. We managed to crack on and and, and finally get to um, <clears throat> to Wembley at an amazing day. And at the start of the next season, the two boys who dropped were Terry Cook and Michael Brown. Oh, and they never play again. Oh, I want to ask. I mean, so that's the you know the, the reality of football. You find out later and to how things change and situations how, how everything is. Now you mentioned Wembley and uh, and getting to the playoffs. What what were you expecting on the on the morning of that game? Were you how how were you feeling? The well, it was massive hype because it looked like we were clear favourites to go. I mean, but um, I mean, we only just scraped through the uh, the sem- the playoff uh, two Lego really, um, which was some bizarre games and bizarre goals. But the morning of, I just I felt confident. I felt we could. I felt we had a good enough team to win. We'd had a good. Um, we had a good bunch of players and we had the you know, momentum on our side and obviously fans we I mean we knew that wasn't going to be a problem. Um but it's you know, it was the day of the underdog almost. Gillingham came and, and played fantastic. I've met a few of the lads from that game along the way and uh, they, they weren't after me and Carlos Arbor and you know, just say how we how we won that game, we never know. Now obviously you uh, you were subbed off on the sixtieth minute around round about that time. Is that the minute? I wondered when that was. How, how did it feel watching from the bench? And not being able to do anything about what was going on on the pitch. I think the, the, it was strange because I think the, um, we, we were sort of neck and neck, and, and I think Willie and Joe thought we've got to go and win it. And now you know, let's make some attacking and, and let's go for it. And you know, <coughs> eighty-one and eighty-three or whatever it was, we found ourselves two 0 So you know, you've got to be careful what you wish for. But one thing Willie always did say is he never he never knew when he was beat Willie Donaghy, and I think he just kept trying to instill in the players that you keep going and going, and and on this day he wasn't wrong, you know, and he it, it come off for him and and the players and the team, and I think um, you know it's, a, it's very true what he believed in. You're never beaten until, until the whistle goes. What was it like? I mean, still as as quite a young lad in in uh, in an experienced City team, what was it like for you to to get this opportunity at Wembley? It was great. I mean, first time at Wembley. That was you know, you'd always wanted to play at Wembley as a boy, and that was the first chance I ever got. So it was, um, and you know, you have to cherish those days. But yeah, uh, you know, it was it was a strange day, and I think um, I think a lot of City fans forget, you know, those days. Now, you know, you, you you go back and you see you see that most fans just see all oh, the Premier League or Champions are up at the top, and I think 
I think most a lot of City fans would remember what they have been through, and I think that's why it's it's such a unique story how they get back and then win the Premier League. I mean, only City could pr- probably do it, and it's uh, you know, and that that's what City was, and I think. I think from such a young age, even from seven, 16, 17, manager changes up, down, league below. So I think, you know, when you say, how do you find yourself being there? I just think it was a, it was another day playing for City. It was it was it was never straight. It was it was great. You know, ups and downs, and it you know it, it taught me a lot for for, for the reign of my career for sure. And now you mentioned earlier you moved to Sheffield United the next season. Tell me a bit about how that move came about. Um, <clears throat> what was the start of the next season? I've gone in. Pre- I've gone in pre-season. I think. Um, I mean, I'm not a right midfielder, and Joe was playing me right midfield role pre-season. So I have smelt the rat that oh, <laughs> I weren't going to be near the pitch. So yeah, first game came, and then I just I was left out just on the side of the pitch. So um, it just started like the season before. Not using me. Thinks everyone could do do a better job, which. Um, yeah, which was Joe's decision. He was the manager. And I just think, um, yeah, I just I felt I felt a bit disappointed really because I felt I'd, I'd heavily done my part and I deserved to start the next season to see how I, how I can do then. And if I didn't perform, then like anything, you expect to be um, to, to be left out. But as I say, he didn't give me that chance, and um, I had a long. Eventually, the team were doing okay. I, I took a loan to Portsmouth with Alan Ball again. Um, but obviously he was sacked quite quickly because it was in such a mess. It didn't work out. I came back and I was straight to Sheffield United. Um, Neil Warnock needed players, and um, the um, I went there, started doing well for Neil Warnock. We said, "I've got no money. Just come and play for me, and you'll get your move from there." So I started playing and playing well. He said, "I'd love to keep you. I just don't know in regards to the money." And, and um, Joe Rell wanted 400 grand and the club wanted 400 and um, I think Neil had said to me, he laughed, he says, we'll try and get you for 375. He said, he is desperate to get rid of you, Joe Royal. He says, he said he's, um, he's, he's taking over three or four years here, Joe, the payment, he's desperate. But they said, one, one, one thing you can't play against us, Joe Royal said, in a, in a week's time. So Neil Warnock told him the deal was off. The deal's off. If you can't play against you, the deal's off. So Joe Royal took it, and uh, he took they took the money, took the deal, and we won one nil at Bramall Lane a week later. And I think and I think the, that and was, the goal and the goal scorer was yeah it was myself. And I just think it was you know, it was a bit of fate that, and I don't know what you know I wasn't you know I was a young lad different to who I am now, and uh, you know I think you uh, as a young lad you're still growing up and, and developing as you do. You might be a bit, a bit cheeky and a bit this and a bit that. But I think, um, no, I, I think I deserve my chance there. And I think um, I've done well for City over the years, especially as a 17-year-old. And I just think it was a shame that I had to leave. But you know, I've now been to some fantastic clubs, and um, and I'm glad I've played for different clubs, and um, and still still enjoying it today. Like you know, and I just think, um, you know, I think I think it's quite obvious that I could have done a job for them for the next couple of years. You know. And uh, I want to talk to you about uh, City comebacks because uh, you were on the other side of one uh, playing for Tottenham um, in the FA Cup. Yeah, amazing game. Um, I mean, you've experienced a City comeback in, in being behind and then going on to win. Yeah. And then for Tottenham, you were ahead and then going on to lose. What? How, how do you remember that game? 
Just amazing. I mean, I think we were three 0 up, and I think um, was it Joey who got sent off mouthing at the referee at half time. I mean, Joey just left a bit on somebody, and the ref didn't take it, and away he went because he was getting frustrated. I mean, Joey don't like getting beaten like nobody does, and you know, three um, <coughs> 0 down. I just think with such talent and players that they did have in the Premier League, you know, they had great attacking players then. And I just think they started on the front foot, we come out slightly sloppy and it, it was 3-1 quite quickly and I think it just, it snowballed and you knew, you, you knew it was coming but you couldn't do anything about it. It was like, it was just, and, you know, how do you change it in the middle of the game to stop it happening? And it's just, it, that's, that's the great game we're all involved in and I think that's why you know, we all love it and it's just, uh, it's a mega game and you know, you look back and laugh and you think, how did that happen? You know, it's, um, but that's football.